Getting your mustache hair stuck in your wife's pantyhose isn't foreplay to you? Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Don't you understand how useful, rigidly constructed toys are, Jack? <laughs> sitting next to Jake is another precocious young man. It's Mark. Merry Christmas. Yikes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, there's a war on Christmas, so you have to say happy holidays now. That's how oh, that works. My bad. Happy holidays. Exactly. It's a Christmas movie. It's okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll say happy holidays for the omnibus. Oh, God. <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, this week, we watched 1980s Christmas Evil, which was a Jake pick, yep. and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute shit out of it. If you like what we do, want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror, and support the show at your level of choosing. But hey, if you can't swing that or just don't want to, no worries. We appreciate you being here and listening to this regular podcast with us. But for now, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jack. You picked this movie. What I, are your beers for the, the movie that I think none of us had seen, 1980s uh Christmas Hell. What's it called? Christmas Evil. Christmas I forgot evil. what it's called already. Oh. The Christmas Evil. <laughs> My God. The Christmas Evil. There's no the. There's no the the. <laughs> the the is not part of it, okay? All right. Um, what are your beers? Look, this is a movie where um, a, a man is obsessed with Santa Claus. We'll yep. say that right now. And he charts down the good behavior or lack thereof from children. I'm drinking an Odell good behavior, a few of these. This is a pretty tasty little session IPA. 4% on the nose. I don't know that I've I ever had it before. I, I had not seen it until last weekend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I walked into our our normal beer store, and the very attentive gentleman who works there, who you know, <laughs> came rushing up to me, asking attentive. me what I need yeah. on this particular occasion, <laughs> and I ended up walking out of there with this. Nice. Uh, the other thing I'm drinking is a prairie beer. Uh, we've, we, I've had prairie on the podcast before. I've never had one of these. This is kind of prairie's bread and butter as they produce a series of imperial stouts that are called prairie bomb and basically what they do is they do different versions of the prairie bomb this is prairie's christmas bomb which is an imperial stout brewed with cinnamon it's 13 percent so let's get after it woof that's a lot so it's you got christmas. a four percent and a 13 percent uh yeah you know nice. i figured why not hit both ends of the spectrum yeah, right? evening out to a standard craft beer percentage yeah balance <laughs> is important Balance is super important, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mark, how about you? What are your beers for these fears? So I went out searching for one beer that I feel like is the appropriately like best answer for the movie, and unfortunately, I cannot find Slayer anywhere. <laughs> I, I had the yeah. exact same experience. Ninkasi's Slayer is the objectively correct move beer for most Christmas horror movies. Yeah, especially this one. But this one um, so I defaulted to my runners-up, which are the uh, Anchor Christmas Brewing yep. Ale. I guess. Yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas, Happy New Year, right there. And then I got a Jubilale, a Jubilale in rever- in reserve. Jubilale. Uh, Jubilale. The the Anchor Christmas beer is a funny one because you can always find like there's the normal six packs of it and what have you. Right. But then there's always like a three liter bottle for four hundred bucks in the store, <laughs> and you're like, who is gonna buy that one? One Every, of these years it's gonna be us. One not, of these years we're gonna take one down for the uh, for the omnibus. We need to do it, man. Gotta Maybe do it should something. be this year. Yeah, exactly. Not bad, Mark. Not bad. Uh, I chose to go a not Christmassy direction after I couldn't find Slayer. I was off the whole endeavor. 
Uh, so I have a couple of beers here as well. I've, the first one I've got is a Sockeye Lonesome Larry American Lager. Um, because part of this, I mean, this is a movie about a very lonesome gentleman, a very lonesome Larry, if you True will. True that. True that. Um, <laughs> and a lot of what he is trying to rebel against is the Americanization of Christmas, I'll say, like the consumerism and all that bad stuff, sort of. Although the movie's tone is and message are kind of muddled, but we'll get into that later. But either way, sure. has something to say about the American Christmas experience. The other beer I've got is a Payette beer uh, right here in Boise as well. A Slaughterhouse, uh, what is it, an India-style red ale, I think, is yeah. what they call it. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, this movie is a Slaughterhouse. And he I was makes... looking for Slaughterhouse earlier in the year, and they didn't have it, so it must be Slaughterhouse season. Must be Slaughterhouse season, yep. So those are my two beers. I think good jobs all around. And uh, sure. look, Slayer yeah. would have been the easy out. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, so really, we're all heroes here. But quick question for you, Jake. Is that good behavior Christmas-themed, or is it just like a normal beer? It's uh, got to be Christmas-themed. What do you? What the do good you? behavior. Are you listening at all? <laughs> no, I'm looking not. at my Christmas beer, and I'm like, of course it's Christmas-themed. <laughs> uh, I kind of like, you know, I fade in and out with, with you, Mark. Uh, no, it does not appear to be. I mean, it has whatever that woman is with the scales of justice. Yeah, it's very. I don't know. Lady Liberty. Liberty. Nope. No. Yeah. No. Uh, ju- Lady Justice. Just who's blind? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That one. I feel like I should know that. <laughs> it's. I don't know. Probably, it's, va- yeah. it's vaguely it's Roman, and it looks like it belongs in Bioshock Infinite. So I'm gonna say no. Okay. Just curious. It. Yeah. It, it is a weird, weird one to just be an all seasons beer. Well, but I don't really associate good behavior. That's like a. That's like a prison term. That's not Christmas. Isn't that not what you're Not checking? that it's a bad, not that I'm not, I'm not coming after fuck? you for your choice. You're coming at me for that? <laughs> Kids get rewarded for their good behavior. We're not your nice. Get too the long. fuck We're out of here. Now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I've got a Christmas bomb. This guy really bombs out on Christmas. Get out of my face. Wow. Mark just coming at Jake hard. In any case. Absolute dickhead. Drinking beers and watching... God, I forgot the name of the movie again. Christmas, Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil. Why do you keep saying this? It's a very generic name. You keep. I it's think Christmas it's because you watch bad. whatever that Hotel Hell show is or whatever. I do watch Hotel Hell. That's yeah, probably Hotel why. Christmas doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Mo- Hotels Christmas. Motel Hotel. <laughs> um, I watched a very Christmas. special Christmas episode of Hotel Hell. Hotel Hell. I can't do this. <laughs> But watching Christmas Evil and drinking beers isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last couple of weeks here. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world, including paying up on lost beers for fears that the patrons get to vote on over at patreon.com slash A to Z horror. Let's uh, cue that sound effect, huh? Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass! All right, I've got three. Uh, if anybody else wants to go, I've got three to talk about here. Why don't you just start us off, Jack? And All then right. go ahead and finish us and off. And this too. act. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so nobody else has anything else to talk about. It's Correct. just me here. At that, that Paying up case. on my mountain of love. But I think this actually brings some coming. me even. Okay. I've got some coming. Okay, and so. this, this finally catches me up. Yeah. So the first one that I watched is I finally watched Lords of Chaos, which I had to watch because I lost Beers for Fears when we reviewed Climax. Yeah, you yeah, were gone like for that six episode. months ago. Yes, you oh, were gone for that yeah. episode. Okay, yeah, that I, was a really long time. Yeah, ago. you I, never I, talked about that movie on the podcast. I don't think. I think I did. It might have been bit. an episode that I was gone then. I don't Possible. recall you actually I mean, talking. Very, about it. very briefly. Jack, you were definitely gone for that one. Yo, I know I was gone for it. Oh. That's not what we're arguing about. We okay. we don't listen to each other. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it's, great. it's great. It's a great audio. <laughs> what movie um, are we talking about? In any case, I was putting this off because it was really long, and I didn't think it was available anywhere to watch. Turns out it's on Hulu. 
So it is available to watch. Great. It's still really long. I didn't really like this movie. <laughs> is it horror? Not really, no. I mean, it, it is very dark and very bleak and a really grim visage of humanity. Um, this is, like, ostensibly based on a true story, but apparently they got that very, very wrong. Uh, well, see, so it's weird as I'm trying to, like, dig back into my brain as to why this showed up in the poll. Yeah, like, it had I've... to be around the time that I watched the documentary, and then I was probably making the poll, and I, I don't know what... I, I'd be interested to see what I threw it up against, but I'm not going to do that sort of research right now. Yeah, starring Rory Culkin. I like that part. The trailers made this seem... <laughs> kind of funny it's trying to be at points this movie has okay. tonal problems up well, the wazoo well. it's not never really funny it's never really truly disturbing it's mostly kind of just like i don't care yeah. and it's just watching dicks be dicks yeah boringly and not particularly beautifully shot but for this two is all hours. this is all the norwegian death metal guys euronymous and dead and exactly whatever the other it, it is all of them yep. yeah yeah their bands uh and rory colkin plays euronymous Yes, okay. Yeah, so main dude. Uh, didn't love it. It is on Hulu if you wanted to watch it. I don't know that I'd recommend it. Um, just, there you go. How does Rory do? Because I feel like that was kind of a big role for him, or that they tried to make it one. I, I don't know. I don't see him in a ton of stuff that's even remotely big. He does fine. There's nothing I look at him like, that was bad acting, <laughs> but it's also uninteresting. Yeah, kind of He does like uninterestingly. Culkin. He has a look for it. What's that, Mark? I kind of like Roy Culkin. I, I like Roy Culkin. I, I, look, I'm a fan of all the Culkins. He was so good in Signs, man. He was great in Signs. Which one of the Culkins is in Succession? Because that one's good, too. Is that Kieran or Rory? Oh, God, David. I don't know. <laughs> Either way. Dave they all, Culkin. They, they all, I like all the Culkins. They're all good. I think that's also Rory. They look the same. But all the Culkins look the same. I've, I've lost my train of thought here. <laughs> I didn't like this movie very much at all. Okay, well then, great for Penance movie. Yeah. On to the next one I had to watch was uh, Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Bowlerama. Hell Ooh, yeah. What was this hell. one for? Yeah, I don't know. Mark, you have the list up. Uh, yeah, that one was for Halloween 2. Okay. Halloween <laughs> 2, interesting. Um, not sure. Maybe others. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, in any case, it's not like I'm in charge. Of this oh, stuff I remember. No, I had to make this poll too. I remember this was the one where I was like, Jack, what do you want your theme to be? And you said short and free. Oh, so I found sub 80 minute movies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was free. It's on the service Tubi is how I watched and it. And it was short. And it was short. It's like 79, 82 minutes, something like that. They're all below 80. It had to be below 80. Yeah. Just 79 um, minutes. Yeah. Just made the cut. It also, friend of the podcast, Linnea Quigley, we interviewed her on here, starring her as yeah. playing essentially the same character as Trash, but she's playing a character called Spider in this. Love it. Street punk. Um, this movie sucks. Wow. <laughs> it really does. Wow. I will say this. Surprisingly woke. For a movie sure. from the 80s called Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bowlerama. So there was some chatter on the Patreon account when this one came up. Uh, where I believe I don't want to like slight the patrons, but I there there was at least someone who I believe was not familiar with what this movie was, but was taken by the title. It's a hell of a title. Hell of a title. It's can a hell you of explain title. in like five seconds what this is about? Can you explain in yes? 10 I can explain what what in five minutes what it's about. Yeah, so not five minutes. <laughs> okay, I do not want that. Okay, uh, it's in a college. Some college frat boys sneak into a sorority to look at one of the initiations, the hazing that's going on. Sure. Then there's tits. Uh, then as Penance... Yeah, I was going to say, this hazing is probably, like, them doing a math competition of some type. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely not them paddleboarding nude women. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, then as Penance, they make the, the two would-be sorority girls and the two sorority boys break into a bowling alley and steal something. 
Yep. And when they break into that bowling alley, they accidentally break one of the trophies. And inside that trophy is a gremlin type practical effects guy. And he is essentially the monkey's paw, except for not at all. This movie is trying to be the monkey's paw, but it has no concept of what the monkey's paw means or is. Because, <laughs> like, monkey's paw, right, is you wish for whatever you want, but it comes with a horrible price. Doesn't he, like, doesn't this gremlin guy talk jive too isn't that his thing it's very he's like a jive he kind of talks jive yeah and it's a oh very my. white guy who voiced oh him. my god yeah so that's that's kind of problematic oh, yeah. um but also like instead of it being i wish for a million dollars and that came at the cost of my wife getting hit by a car so i got her insurance money right it's not any cost it's just he gives them exactly he gives them what they want but it's not it so one guy wishes for a whole bunch of gold and then there's a bunch of bars of gold but then he finds out later they they're wood painted gold <laughs> It's not quite what the monkey's paw story was about, but and and this gremlin has no interest. Like he's granting them wishes, but he also just closes off the bowling alley and kills them one by one, one by one. Cool. So, um, there is a surprisingly woke scene about consent, uh, where one of the guys wishes to bone one of the sorority girls, um, more than I was expecting. I was also I just kind of had it in my head that Linnea Quigley was nude in this movie. She is not at all. Okay, um, so this is a thumbs up. I mean, I don't. It was short and it was free. So this is a thumbs but up. But this movie kind of stinks. So this is a thumbs <laughs> up. Heavy recommend from Jack is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, hey, it's free on Tubi. You third. can check that out. Movies lastly. Wait, with lastly, commercials or without commercials? Without. Oh, all right. T-U-B-I. Still yes. don't know what it is, but I went there and I watched this movie. But anyways, they have my social security number now. Yeah, I was going to say it's the Russians, <laughs> yeah, Jack. Exactly. That's what it is. Lastly, I lost um, for the Life Changer, which or just Life Changer, whichever one I don't know. Well, that, one, that one's ambiguous. It's both. Yeah, uh, which was... Um, I, 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 and I had wow. to watch Holiday Hell. Mark, you made the poll for that one. Care to describe the poll for that one? Yeah, it was other life. Cha- it was other uh, uncorked movies. We can't fucking talk today. I was vamping because I couldn't think of uncorked. We can't talk just a minute ago. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> Holiday Hell so well. won this poll. This is a recent, I think. Yes. Um, Dude, we and- talked about this less than well, I guess one month ago. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I rented it on Google Play. It was three ninety nine, not even two ninety nine, like a buck more than usual that was irritating it's an anthology of horror for holiday related shorts they're not all christmas uh this movie wasn't great either what's that what are the four uh so one of them is christmas one of them is valentine's day one of them is hanukkah and one of them i couldn't really tell (laughs) i think it's mother's day but it's unclear um Hmm. arbor day and it's they're all based on like the objects the shopkeeper is showing to a woman who comes in to do some last minute christmas shopping that was the concept that made it seem kind of cool yeah uh that was kind of cool jeffrey combs plays the shopkeeper he does a great job he's kind of delightful yeah Uh, it wasn't donald pleasance Fuck you, Mark. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, But I will go along with you again in that, Mark, because I trust (laughs) you for some reason. Uh, um, But some of the props are really cool. The doll face one was really cool. There's a creepy, like, rabbit... Uh, rabbit, fuck. Rabbi, uh, like uh, marionette. That's one of them. Uh, one of the items is just a bloody Santa suit. And that one sucks. The Christmas one sucks. But I will say, without spoiling anything, the so the frame narrative is the shopkeeper, Jeffrey Combs, telling you what's going on. The fourth segment does roll into the frame narrative in a really cool and interesting way. So it wasn't terrible, but uh, I don't know that I'd recommend it except for that there was a, a cool tie-in from between the last short, the last uh, section, and the frame narrative. So, But I watched that one, too. I think that gets me all caught up somehow. Yep, you're there. Wow. Maybe. Well, wow. hold on. Yep, yep, you're there. 
I watched both of those while playing Pokemon Shield. You should be playing Sword. I don't know what the hell kind of kid you are. <laughs> Duh. That's like someone who gets. That's like someone who plays Silver instead of Gold, man. I played Silver. Played the shit out of Silver. Obviously. Gold. Okay, were you Red or Blue? Blue. Yep. <laughs> you always pick the worst one. <laughs> And that's coming from a blue guy. I was also a blue guy, but I mean, red was the better game. Yeah, I mean, red got far-fetched and blue got fucking lick-a-tongue. So. I think silver might have actually been better than gold. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I, I was a gold guy, and that was the one mistake that I made. Yeah, Ho-Oh sucks. Lugia rules. Yeah, Ho-Oh's cool, though. Maybe. Good rebuttal. Good rebuttal. <laughs> I liked it. It was a cool creature. Fuck you, man. Yeah, like, I said Ho-Oh sucks, and you said, yeah, Ho-Ho's cool, though. I said Ho-Oh, A. Get your Pokemon right. Ho-Ho's are cool. Ho-Ho's are great. <laughs> I could use a Ho-Ho with this pastry. Scatman's world. Well, look, here we are back at the regular What's Been Rocking Our Horror World segment, and I've been talking for fucking ever, which is a Why good thing that we're talking? here now, because keep talking? I have nothing else. Oh, that makes sense. No actual yeah. Rocking Horror World yeah. movies, because I'd watch so many movies for losing sure. so many beers for fears. Totally, dude. Totally. Um, so, there you go. Jake, what's That's been great. rocking your That's horror great. world? Uh, I want to talk about two today, one of which is uh, Mark was surprised. He shouldn't have been, but he was surprised when I mentioned off air in our chat that I had not seen Oculus, so I was sad to miss that podcast. You stupid son of a bitch. You took away one of the few movies I could recommend to you at the, on the Omnibus. I watched <laughs> Oculus. <laughs> you asshole. Well, I mean, I don't know. I started listening to the podcast, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I typically listen to the ones that I'm not in. <laughs> right? Sure. Well, I got to hear what the conversation entails, man. It's like I reverse know. narcissism or something. Yeah, totally. That's me. Anyway, a uh, <laughs> couple thoughts on this one. I feel like Flanagan has really gotten better from a writing standpoint, number one. And then I think it's also it's interesting to have seen Hill House and then go back to this because this movie is like him honing that muscle he's playing with the time created yeah Yeah, they're basically the same thing (laughs) yeah so it's cool to see the movie that then helped him make what is phenomenal in hill house but the problems that i have with this one are basically that he's got i mean he's gotten stronger at writing he's improved as an overall artist i suppose over time which is what you want to see and that's why he he is one of the best if not the best in the game these days uh really good movie i liked it a lot about as good as you can do when the premise is a mirror. And I never went back and watched that original that he had made, that short. I think I should do that now. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty nice. There are great scare sequences in there, and ultimately it's a good movie. I mean, the problems that I have with it are that you could fucking break the fucking mirror. Just yeah. break the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. mirror won't let you, Jake. Oh, sure. Oh, sure, bud. <laughs> oh, sure, bud. Uh, the other movie that I watched is Harpoon, which came okay. out this year. Harpoon came out this year. I rented this one. I, this is one. This one. I. This is all from a while ago. What movie did we watch that has a name like Harpoon? Harpoon. Oh shit. Okay. The rail <laughs> the watching whale, massacre. Reykjavik whale watching massacre. Yeah. Now I see why I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's called Harpoon. This is a much different movie. Uh, very small cast on this one. I don't know the actors' names, but it features uh the dude who played Turbo Kid. Oh, okay. Uh, and two other folks. And this is basically a movie where. Three friends, heavy air quotes on friends, uh, go out on a yacht because one of them's rich and things <laughs> really, really digress. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's mostly darkly humorous, but where this fits into the horror genre is this kind of like leans into the, the I don't know, mayhem style 
kill them all sort of thing, but there's only three people. Sure. So it's mostly just watching their mental state and how they interact with each other as people who ostensibly know each other very well and have for quite a quite a long time, how they handle a situation. So they become stranded. It's not too big of a spoiler. Uh, but a lot of stuff had happened before that, and a lot of stuff happens after that. It's a very gory movie. I'll say that. Nice. So that, that part's kind of horror, too, but... Ultimately, what this movie is is just fucking fun and funny, man. It's a movie about these people just kind of like left listless in the ocean and them having to deal with the situation and really failing at doing so. And one of my favorite things, this isn't too much of a spoiler either, is that it's broken up into chapters and the narrator is, what's his name, who plays Murray, the bearded guy in Stranger Things? Yes. Wow. He's a funny guy, and okay. he's the narrator. You never see him. You just hear him, and you know his voice, because sure. he has kind of like a noti- notable oh, voice. Oh, he, yeah, he's a that guy for he's sure. He's a stand-up yeah, yeah. comedian. Yeah. yeah, so he narrates this movie, and these people just go out and have a hell of a time with the whole thing. I think this movie is great. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. I like. We're about a week away from having to do year-end awards. I don't know that I'd say that this is like a must-watch, but it's okay. It's not the right time of year. This is a summer movie, hard. <laughs> but uh, and it's I'm a good trying one. to figure out. I, I I did a dive on this one because this is one of those like so, probably one of the best ranked movies of the year so far. Uh-huh. I say so far like there's more than three weeks left in the year, but right. um. I could not for the life of me figure out when the fuck this came out. Yeah, I, I think we missed sort of, it. It just sort of came into being. Well, it, that did, it did like the normal the tour of the film yeah. fest, and yeah. then just appeared. Like that I've checks out. Had it, it's know? about par for the course it there, checks right? Out. And we missed it, so that's par for the course as well. Yeah, well, I recommend this movie. Did you say how you watched it? I think it was an Amazon rental. Okay. It was a rental. Okay. I think it was Amazon. It might have been YouTube though. Yeah, I normal price. It was one that I felt like I should have seen. Um, no one else had. That was one of the motivating factors at this point. Yeah, nice. And I felt like someone should because the rating was so high. Um, yeah. So like I said, I, I recommend it. I, it's not a you must watch for your ability to give year-end awards or anything, but uh, it's a good one. Sure. I like it. Mark, how about you? What's been rocking your horror world? Hey, I also got one of those I should watch, no one else has watched things that I want to talk about, Yep. which is uh, Night Shifter. Either of you guys heard of this one? <laughs> nope. Heard of it, yes. Okay, so this is a uh, Brazilian movie set in Sao Paulo. Yep. Um, you can see it on Shutter. I think it's a Shutter exclusive, but I'm not positive. You might be able to rent it elsewhere. Um, and this is also the movie I was originally thinking of, Jack, when you picked Life Changer. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, in any case, this is about a morti- not a mortician, a guy who works in the morgue um, who is able to communicate with the recently deceased. Interesting. So they just sort of talk to him like normal and he can get information out of them when he starts acting upon some of the information he gets from them to his own personal gain uh the rules of the world change a bit for him and shit hits the fan uh, and horror ensues horror ensues okay this one's what this isn't very old this is like within we know when this came out and this is on hr just a couple months ago right this was i don't know if we covered this on hr oh, or i we, definitely remember it and i would not if we didn't cover it or we did, and there wasn't a trailer or something like that. I don't know. It no. did. I the trailer <laughs> did not ring a bell to me when I watched Just it. No. So. I remember it. I remember it. Okay. Cool. Good talk. Yeah, it is a good talk. Thanks for having it with me. <laughs> <My God>. Um, <laughs> this is holy shit. Uh, this is basically like a. It's a nice haunted house, haunted person type uh, story with a little bit of a twist. I enjoyed it immensely. 
I cool. I don't know if it's going to crack the, you know, top 5 or whatever of the of the year, but it was I mean, it was basically in the same vein as Tigers are not afraid, but the Ooh. intensity of it was turned Ooh. down substantially. Good. It's interesting that you bring that up because I did try to start Tigers are not afraid, but like it became very clear I was not in the right headspace to watch it and I was like I don't want to just ruin no. it. I was like no, I can't I just no. can't do this. I got to try again you gotta some be other prepared, time. Man. Yeah. Yep. Um, bring a box of tissues to that one. This one is not as serious as I mean it's it's just as whatever. It's not as emotionally taxing. Important. Um, yeah. So if you kind of like that same setting of like normal people struggling in, against a backdrop of like drug crime, but uh, you want it to be more just straight up horror, then Night Shifter is your movie. Huh. That's a very specific thing. Yes, it is. I'll have to check it out. Shudder is a very low bar to entry as long as you subscribe. Maybe it's you true. should subscribe. Shudder, 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 Shudder. <laughs> sponsor that us. <laughs> They're not going to sponsor us if we keep just saying their name. Well, we have this discussion that almost out. every week. Yeah. That's true. Uh, next up, I got a couple of miniseries that I want to talk to you about. Uh, Jake, you talked about this. Jack, I can't remember if you did or not. I watched Chernobyl on HBO. Not exactly Fuck. horror content, but... This uh, is yes, also, it is. It is. It just yeah, is. Yeah, but also it's real world horror, and it is the most uncomfortable I've been watching any horror content this entire year. Oh my <laughs> god, it is so fucking good. It is so good. I haven't watched. <laughs> we haven't taken the really, dive really yet is. on it. It. Oh yeah, tell me more about your level of discomfort, Mark. Uh, so we finally got around to watching. I can't even. Oh, I think this is after we after we finished Haunting of Hill House. We were trying to search out the next like hour long thing to watch. Uh, the lovely wife and I, and we were like just kind of tossing stuff out, and we were like, well, I don't know. Our friend's been recommending Chernobyl. Let's just watch the first Chernobyl episode and see what happens. And it was just, it was like immediate, just, oh, oh we're in now. Yep. I <laughs> oh felt my God. Yeah. I felt terrible binging it, but I binged it. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, got to finish season two of Succession before we can start on Chernobyl. Yep. I think you'll find that once once you start Chernobyl, you'll be done with it in about uh, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just block that off your schedule. Yeah. Uh, super good. As soon as it was, it, it's only five episodes long, uh, which is also kind of interesting. And as soon as it was over, I was like, I, I would start watching that again right fucking now. <laughs> Ooh, I I felt, I see that's where we diverge. I needed some time to like sit there with it. Right. Uh, and this, just for the listener, this is an HBO uh, joint, so. Yeah, you Correct. can find that on HBO. Uh, it is a dramatization of the real life occurrences, and apparently Russia was planning on making a rebuttal that said that the was the whole explosion was caused by a CIA saboteur. Solid. I don't, I don't know if it came out or not. <laughs> I hope it did. I fucking hope it did. I, also, just like this is sort of an aside, but you're listening to podcasts, so clearly you like podcasts, listener. There's a really good like companion piece podcast to this with the writer Craig Mazin. And he's being interviewed and discussing with like Peter Sagal, who does Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and all that. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, I ha- I highly recommend that as well. And it's also interesting because Craig Mazin, like if you look at what he's written, I- it's like the Hangover sequels. And then he turns around and throws this shit out there. It's how? How did you do this, <laughs> sir? Man, HBO's commitment to the pod, that, that must have really worked for him because the, the podcast with the show are a common feature. Now, they have one for Watchmen as well. Okay. And it's it's all just like someone and then the showrunner, like right head writer. It's hard to blame so him. That man. must work. Yeah. Yeah. Hangover two, Hangover three, superhero movie, The Huntsman, Winter's War, <laughs> Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. Checks out. Wow. Dude can write. You know. I like it, Mark. What else you got? 
Next up, I watched uh, Scream Season 3. The eagle-eared listeners will recall that I was a huge fan of Scream Season 1 and a middling fan of Scream Season 2, and that trend has continued. Um, (laughs) Scream Season 3 is all right. I don't know. New characters. The first two seasons were like the same cast of characters dealing with the same issues. The third one is now a completely brand new setting. Um, they went decidedly more urban with it. Big Boy, the rapper, is has like an, a, an appearance on it. Um, Tony Todd's in it, so that's kind of cool. Um, but I mean, if you're if you're into the Scream TV series as much as I am, I guess give it a watch. But it's not nearly as good as number one or number two. Okay. Yep, that's available on Netflix if you are so inclined, along with the other seasons. Lastly, Jack, I hope you're not mad at me. I watched Crawl. Motherfucker! That's all my that's all. That's all the movies I had to possibly watch. Now you're gonna have to watch some more. Stupid jackass. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) No! I hate it. Um yeah, so we talked about that. Jack, you brought this up two weeks ago or whatever. It's Kaida Scar- Scodelario and Barry Pepper. I think I brought um, this up like two and a half months ago. This is like late summer, I think. The right time. You absolutely brought this up maybe two weeks ago. No chance no. in hell. This was well Bet. over two months ago. Bet. Okay, that might be... T- fuck. He's not betting on this. <laughs> I can already tell. You're backpedaling so hard so quickly. Well, I'll follow it up. I don't know. I probably You'll follow it up. <laughs> With what? <laughs> what do you follow it up with, buddy? With my review of the movie. Um, Yay. Good I save. thought it was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun once you get past the amount of CG that's happening in front of you, but they're not really all that bad. I got like significant Jurassic Park vibes out of this one. Yeah, I buy which that. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially I at the very beginning it. when they're kind of setting it up and like shit hasn't gone down yet. Uh, you get these like initial jump scares that are very much out of like the kind of the early scenes of Jurassic Park. Yeah, and there's a certain amount of wonder to the way they treat the beasts in this, the 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 reptiles that I don't still don't know if they're alligators or crocodiles. They're alligators. Um, thank you, alligators, and uh, that that is similar to Jurassic Park, like behind corners and stuff, fun stuff like that. There's also a scene relatively early in this one that is almost straight out of Jurassic Park 2, the whatever that one was called, The Lost World. The Lost where World. All, where everybody's running through the field and they're being stalked by oh, the, yeah. uh, the, the, raptors. the velociraptors. It's like the best scene in that movie. Yeah. And like the, just the tails are up and it's kind of like the, the dorsal fins of a shark or whatever. Similar to that. I got, yeah, there were a lot of things where I was like, hey, I think they're just stealing from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Mark, I've heard some criticism of this movie recently that didn't like how confined it was to the basement of this one house. I thought that was to the movie's benefit tremendously. Absolutely, yeah. That's a good move on their part. Yeah. Okay, I, the cool. only part that, uh, uh, the only thing about that that's confusing is, dude, this house is a House of Leaves house. It's, it is three or four times larger on the inside than it is on the outside. Yeah, it's a TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they get lost in their own basement. Like, I think basically, like, in real life, you would just be going around a the central stack of your house, that main pillar thing. But somehow in this, it's like there's an extra house on the other side of their house. Yeah, pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. But pretty good uh, movie. Yeah, pretty good. I'll probably lump this into the same category as Jake did Harpoon. Watch this in the middle of the summer. This is like a good summer flick. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I think it came out in August. So Double feature. Both are water featured. Feature, feature water. 
What is happening to all of us? This is terrible. Uh, Mark, if you don't have anything else. This is what happens when we record on a Wednesday. I do have one other thing I wanted to mention uh, that just occurred to me. It's not necessarily what's been rocking my horror world, but when we did uh, the Resident Evil podcast, we tried and failed to come up with other like horror movies based on horror video games. I didn't. Yes. Um, One of our our, uh, uh, people we talked to on Twitter, friends on Twitter, I don't know what the fuck you call it, whatever, uh, he reached out and he told us about about another podcast called Virtual Theater, which is a couple of guys, and they exclusively talk about video game movies. And they have a whole slew of, like, horror-themed video game movies on there. Like? Um, Well, they have, like, uh, what, Doom, House of the Dead. I think Mark did mention House of the Dead. But but Doom's a big one. Um, Blood Rain? Castlevania they got so they got some shit like that but it's a fun podcast they're not exclusive to horror movie video games or horror video games but they have a lot of them in there it's a pretty fun podcast they're pretty new but go check them out the poll is closed but and I can no longer put my thumb on the scale but I was really hoping that stay alive was going to win and Jake would have to watch it <laughs> I Fuck like you, it Mark I like it's it. a fucking great movie I don't know what I do have to watch Predator it's a three-way tie between the Predator, Aliens, and that. Oh, I gotta, I gotta pick my own. I gotta pick. You gotta watch all three. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's gonna be the Predator. I want to see that one. Wait, Aliens was on there. He just got to watch the sequel, the sequel to Alien. Yeah, it's one of the best action horror movies of all time. Damn, he gets great movies on. there. I haven't seen the Predator though, so I'm gonna watch that one. I can tell you right now. The the yeah. Olivia Munn Predator. The Keegan one from Michael 2018. Key is she Predator? in it? Is she in yes. it? Yes. Yeah. The Keegan Michael Key one. Yes, that one. The, the Olivia Munn vehicle. The yeah, one where the guy one. wears his sunglasses out during nighttime, and then as soon as he comes into a brightly lit corridor, he takes his sunglasses off. Why don't yep. you say he wears his sunglasses <laughs> at night, dude? Just like lean into the ZZ Top reference. We, ha- I don't, I don't <laughs> think most people would understand that to be a ZZ Top reference these days. But we have to get to the feature presentation. What? Okay, fine, fine. Uh, is that a ZZ Top? It's, re- it's that was not. A Corey Hart reference. It's not. It's not ZZ Top. Okay, so you're just doing a thing? No. So my, what is happening? What? I thought it was easy top for a split second, and my mouth happened, <laughs> and then I realized it wasn't. <laughs> I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> uh, you probably what should. I need to fucking. It's not even close to ZZ Top. No, it's not. I don't know why. Probably because they. Oh, they. It's because they wear sunglasses all the time. All like the, the time. black ones. Yeah. That's why. See, brain. well, they're sharp dressed men, Jake. They're sharp dressed men. Fuck, we're getting out of here right now. Okay. <laughs> Over at ADCHorde.com this week, we watched 1980s Christmas Evil. Impressed how I did that? I got the the title right and everything. Uh, Jake, you picked this movie. Walk us through that process. Uh, Yeah, well, we had a draft, and typically we do a holiday-themed horror movie at the end of the year right before the omnibus. I was last in the draft. No one had picked a holiday-themed movie, so I heroically did Jack. yeah and none of us had seen this before as I no recall. that's why i picked it yeah uh that and i feel like we're getting a little bit leaner in terms of what we're able to pick there's plenty still there's oh, yeah. plenty recent there's recent anna and the the apocalypse is supposed to be pretty good it's a musical i believe but i heard it's pretty good i just watched a lightly christmas themed movie uh for uh, losing a beers for fears that came out this year there you go holiday huh. hell yeah red christmas is out there too that one's been on huh. my list for a while there there's a lot i mean i'm just saying this is next in the list. Sure. Therefore, I picked it. Fair enough. Uh, Jake, you picked this movie. Yeah. And you know what that means. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. 
a psychologically disturbed man who is obsessed with Santa and has some real weird sexual issues. Uh, basically, has a psychotic break around Christmas time. He works for a toy company and he uses that as a vehicle to like help the children that he's like taking notes on, like he's Santa Claus because he's obs obsessed and he kills parents that have been dicks and adults that have been dicks. At the end of the movie, he gets caught and he like flies his little creepy van off the side of a bridge. That's what happens in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, time. That's all that happens. Uh, you forgot the muddy face print. You're right. I forgot the muddy face print in my 30-second plot synopsis. <laughs> Hugely you, important you did say You did have time to say, like, that's what happens in this movie. You were like a third grader trying I, to fill out a book report. This book was very, very, very so, good. So here's the thing, guys. There's not a lot of plot in this movie. No, there's almost no plot. Yeah, Guy's so, psychotic break while dressed as Santa. Uh, well, he dresses it. I mean, yes, well, actually, yes, but he's guy has psychotic break and then dresses as Santa. And then you could argue that his continues. psychotic break is just happening throughout the entire movie. The music tells me so. <laughs> God, we're gonna talk about the score in what the movie does right. Some of I mean, it. Some of it. Yeah. Some, some of, of it. Not. Sure. Some of it. Decidedly not. <laughs> but first. That? What was that? Uh, we need to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into. Besides holiday, holiday bam, nail it. Fuck you, Mark. S slasher. Damn it. <laughs> it's a holiday slasher. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it had almost... Uh, no, that's not it. There's another that I think this could apply to. Uh, just not hard sci-fi. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just not hard sci-fi. Uh, cult. I think I'm finally getting it, guys. Cult. Like, how does, his, how does his van fly away? C-U-L-T. This is a cult classic. It's not yeah. a movie about cults. People, people have uh, really kind of latched onto this one in recent years. I don't know why. I have some theories on why. Let's talk about why. I mean, I not think, now. Okay, later. J cool. I'll tell you when. Cool, cool transition. No, I'm kidding. Tell me why. <laughs> I think that this there is this is a very unique movie, especially for around 1980. Like this is a okay. very deliberate movie that's paced in a very deliberate plotting manner. It does some really interesting stuff, and it's got a really dark, just kind of tone and overall vibe to it. And I think that's a weird thing to have existed in 1980. So I could see why people have latched onto this like i was thinking when i was watching it how weird it would have been for this to have come out in 1980 i don't Agreed. i don't know that i would attribute the pacing of the movie as to why it became a cult class i don't know that it's that not of the era oh it's i definitely think it's of the era this movie takes its fucking time Agreed. yeah i had too many negatives in there i think that it is i think that other movies of this era do something very similar. I don't. Oh, okay. I think this is this is kind of unique. I am slow. very confused. You guys have changed positions both twice now. No, no. Both I twice. I think that this is a unique movie because of its pacing. And I don't think it's unique. Right. Because of the I don't think the pacing is unique is what I'm saying. I think it has the pacing of a 1980s movie but not the texture of what not the timbre. Like not the feeling of it. What going into this, I was we'll, we'll whatever. I'm blowing my load for a little bit later. But going into this, I was way more expecting something very tongue in cheek. Like even the serious movies that came out 100%. around this time frame were still like kind of cheesy, kind of hammy. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, this is not that. This is. I not mean, that. It, a little bit, but really, really not. There's like one or two moments, but this is way more serious than oh, I thought yeah. it was going to be. I mean, there's scenes where it's just following him, like, screaming for minutes. Yeah, it takes itself seriously, and I think that's ultimately what is surprising. <laughs> Until the last shot. Yeah. Uh, the last the last sequence is really It's a weird. metaphor for the Christmas spirit, Jack. That's <laughs> Okay. That's why I think it's a cult movie, but 
we're not here to talk about all that yet. We're here to talk about what this movie does right. Brandon Maggart. Is he the main dude? He's, okay. he's yeah. Harry, actually, which is really close to Larry. Damn, if only this was called Lonesome Harry Logger. Very close. Damn, damn, Very damn, close. damn, damn, Jack. Yeah. Uh, he does a phenomenal job in this role, considering the stature of this movie. I think they, I think this guy's great. Yeah, th- this is a movie where the director, neither the director nor the writer, have Wikipedia pages about them. Like, that's not a link. But Brandon <laughs> Maggart is Fiona Apple's dad. Yes, which, which is, is a weird thing. Bizarre. Whoa. I could not figure yeah. that out. And he is a criminal, so that checks out. I don't uh, know anything about what you just said, little kid. Fiona so Apple's most famous song is Criminal. Oh, okay. And he plays a criminal. Dude, I just I didn't know what the fuck. I, okay. I just had a ZZ Top moment, so I'm not going to be able to follow you on anything. <laughs> okay? Okay? Okay. Okay. What, Mark? <laughs> so is he an actual criminal, or did he play a criminal no, in the he, no, music he's referencing... video for Criminal, or are you saying he's a criminal in this Movie. No, yeah, none of the I above. Don't, I don't know anything problematic about this actor. Okay, he, his daughter Fiona Apple has a song. Is what he's doing. Yes. Oh my god. And about how movie, she wears her sunglasses at night. Yes, yeah, precisely. We've it's a ZZ there. Top cover. <laughs> Fuck! If she did, that would be so sick. If she covered a non-existent ZZ Top song, yeah, <laughs> that would just be an original song. For the record. If you, <laughs> <laughs> If you cover a song that doesn't exist, no, it could be just fine. It could be song. fine. It could be fine, dude. <laughs> and Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me Maybe" is a cover of the Who's "Call Me Maybe." I like this. Let's start a Berenstein Bears type thing going. Yeah, this is absolutely that. I um, grew up in a world where ZZ Top did wear my sunglasses at night. <laughs> did you not? <laughs> oh fuck! You're the I, weird one here, Jack. I don't know how to get back on track. It's fine. <laughs> Let's talk more about Brandon Maggart and the role. That, the, his, his role as Harry. I think that he does a really good job, like I was saying, at going through the break that you see on screen. Because as we just mentioned, this movie takes itself much more seriously than we were anticipating, and that is due in large part to the performance that he gives. One hundred percent. And he does the full range of like still thinking he's right about stuff, still being Santa, but having killed a couple of people who were assholes to him, to the yep. full-on just like, now I'm killing everyone around me, and I'm fully manic and losing it. Yeah. And he does a fantastic job at both sides of that. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. As he's going through his psychotic break, he has a scene where he's basically like talking to himself and losing it. And that contrasted immediately in my brain with Andy Serkis in the Great Warrior movie, whatever the hell the name of that movie was. Help me out here. I think it was the Great War. I the think great you got war, it right. The Great War Roar. <laughs> uh, one of the most controversial episodes of this show. But I see this is these are the two contrasting things. I don't think I think Circus really hammed it up and like played it for theatrics. And uh Maggart did a like subtle but also convincing job of losing his goddamn mind. And you guys back in the day chastised me for not being able to come up with a better example of it. And now I'm now I'm now you have retroactively it. applying this one as my example. Jesus Christ! Wow, Death Watch is the movie that you were trying to there think of, Mark. The the war yeah. war movie. I didn't want to break you. your stride there. Yeah, you You're definitely notoriously... had it off the top of your head. I saw I saw the the glimmer in your eyes, and you, you waited for me to stop. You saw the Thank glimmer you. of the reflection from my smartphone in my glasses. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I think. I think uh, but it, yeah, definitely. Maggard's it was Death Watch: colon, The Great War War. Uh, yeah, I think he does a good job. I think his brother actually does a pretty good job, too, of, like, I have a troubled brother, and I, I want to, like, kind of support him. My wife does support him, is sympathetic towards his troubles, but then just, like, when he comes there covered in blood, which does 
fade in and out between which angle he's being shot at. So that's a problem we'll talk about later. But he's like, what the fuck have you done? It just starts shaking him and strangles him. Yeah, like you protect him in public, but then you beat the shit out of him when he comes to you in private. Yeah, it's played very well. Also, that Uh, guy was surprisingly jacked. His brother? Yes. Harry? For how old he seemed, he had a pretty... He was... To- I would call it toned. He was jacked up. His his back was toned. I mean, he was still skinny. And like, his arms. That dude's pulling 170, maybe. He's more toned. He has more than 170. I don't know about that, Jack. <laughs> I did have trouble keeping the two of them apart what? in the early parts of this movie. I might have been a how little on, bit tuned up. How on earth? My lovely wife and I went to a and I went to a paella making class earlier in the evening and drank some wine, as you do when you cook paella. Sure. And so then I was a little bit confused as to which balding white man I was, was I mean, the troubled one, one. One was like pulling 170 and one was pulling like 200. Yeah. So I don't one see was more lanky. Size, Jake. It's 2019. Oh. Fine. I just see blobs. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, just also see like, like splotches of color. I think that's called you're being blind. I left my glasses at the Basque restaurant. <laughs> that helps. <so. laughs> um, I do want to talk about the pacing and what the movie does right because this movie takes its fucking time and I think it's really to the movie's benefit. It in, needs to to take itself seriously. It's yeah, essential. Yeah. And in so many different scenes, like the early on scenes where it's really distressing, I think the 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 part where it does it the least are in the flashbacks like where he cuts himself and all that stuff but even <laughs> the very the very very beginning part yes yeah okay. that's where it doesn't really take its time nope. but everything following that yeah. is like long I'll prolonged t- I'll shots. tell you who's taking their time in that flashback the the dad doing whatever the hell he's doing to no the yeah the Santa guy on the floor sort of just staring at the lady. He's just kind of like rubbing the tips of his mustache on her pantyhose. <laughs> it's important to Mark foreplay is important buddy yeah, that's, that's not that really exceeds foreplay that exceeds foreplay, dude. <laughs> Getting your mustache hair stuck in your wife's pantyhose isn't foreplay to you? <laughs> not to me, no. You and I have but very yeah, different sex lives. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> different strokes, buddy. Never, never has anything been more true than that sentence. <laughs> uh, but then, like. After that, though, all the scenes with him, like when he's looking at himself in the mirror, it doesn't, and the scenes don't just end, right? They linger on him for an extra 10, 12 seconds a lot of the time with like very little going on, just the score, maybe, sometimes not even. And it's, so it's like a lot. And I think it's really to the movie's benefit. Which is interesting because the movie's only about 90 minutes long. Yeah. So you have all these lingering shots or whatever that make it feel long, but it's actually pretty tight. It's an hour 40. Yeah, because there's not a lot going on. Yeah, it's true. like you're just story. you're just experiencing the break. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and that's fine. And it's a good that's one. totally fine. Like this movie doesn't need to take you on some sweeping epic. Like this is just a man who loses his shit and kills people, and that's okay. You also need to see his face for three straight minutes, like after he kills the first people, right? The the people who are berating him outside of the church, which I'll have more to say on a little bit later. But yeah, that's a little weird scene. Midnight mass or whatever. But after he does that, when he's in his van <clears throat> just driving around, and you see his face like shift with the realization of what he's done, but then also justifying it's really subtle face acting, and it's. To the actor's credit and to the director's credit for leaving that in on him for that long. And like, I mean, that might have also in. been the only film they had to make this run 90. Might have been. Based on some of the other film that I can see. Yeah. It worked out. I, I yeah. saw this was filmed over the course of like five days or something. But it had like Checks an $800,000 budget. So Seems like too much. Yeah. It is interesting to see how he portrays the difference of the character between him being alone and him being like in the 
not really the work setting because he kind of likes being on the line, but like the work setting when he's in the office or at the holiday party and people are being shitheads. And he's like not really able to say anything, so he just kind of comes off as quiet and sad. Definitely. And then he and then like the next scene, he's having a psychotic break, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> but but he's surprisingly. I don't want to say he's surprisingly normal, but he's surprisingly able to keep it together. Like when you first exactly. see him interacting at work, you're like, oh, I thought this guy was going to be way weirder. Yeah. He's normal-ish. And the serial killers were aware of, like, while they can present as normal in the outside culture, like they do not lead these kind of normal lives with a steady job they've had for a whole bunch of years. Yep. I mean, so some of them do, but few and far between. Are there any serial killers that have held down a steady job? There have to be. How many serial killers do you think there are? Twelve. Six. Twelve serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Two boys? <laughs> Two? Wasn't, his, it wasn't, wasn't it Gacy who was the guy who was actually like a really upstanding member of his uh, The clown? Community? He was like part of the fucking advisory neighborhood watch or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I think oh so. my yeah. god. I thought he was, he was like a normal like neighbor dude that that no one expected and that was like one of the things about his lore. I, I don't, don't know. know that it was Gacy buddy it, uh, might, it might not it might not be Gacy there's uh, the only other one I can come up with right now is Ed Gein and it definitely wasn't Ed Gein it was not no, Ed he did not have a stable yeah. life <laughs> that guy could not have pulled that off all right so, I have uh, nothing else to say Ed Gein hosts killers. a dinner party oh my god what a good concept man my pal uh, Ed this movie has good music debate uh, I yes. like the synth score for a lot of it, but there are multiple scenes when the score reverts to just a fucking car alarm, I think, <laughs> instead of having somebody write more music. They're like, let's just have a fucking car alarm go for too this goddamn is, long. This is the best I can boil it down. I think the score overall is effective, and I enjoyed it, but there are sequences where there are flourishes of music that are really jarring, and they sound flat out bad. And distortion. They use distortion a lot as general, like, world sounds. Yeah, I would agree with that, too. Which is, you know, thematic of the psychotic break that's happening. Yeah, we have to, like, separate those two things. Like, I guess they were still using that for effect, which is what you do with scores, so maybe you shouldn't be separating them, but I am trying to just, like, hone in on score. Because it really un- it uh, it underscored uh, <laughs> what he was going through for a lot of the movie, and I think that that helped. With you have a deliberately paced shot, and you have him acting, and you have score. There are three elements there, and that's basically all you get for a large part of this movie. So it's essential yeah. that it works. And yeah, well, I don't notice that. it for most of it, or I think it looks good, sounds good, whatever. You get that, and a pretty well curated mix of actual Christmas songs. That I was appreciative of. Oh, him humming everything the whole movie. Well, he hums stuff, but then there's also just like actual Christmas yeah. songs. Oh, they're throughout. the jig they do, the accordion laden whatever. I like that you better watch the out stick. early on in the movie, like the creepy, mournful cover of "You Better Watch Out." I like that. Okay, early on. I like. And they the definitely accordion. in the background. Well, there's definitely the "He Knows When You Are Awake" version, which of is you... Santa Claus is coming to town. What? The Jackson Five version. Yeah. What did I say? You said the he knows when you are awake <laughs> version, version of Santa Claus is coming to yeah. town. The he ZZ Top version. <laughs> yeah, the ZZ Top version of Fiona Apple's song. You know what? <laughs> I'm actually pretty sure ZZ Top would have done and has done a Santa Claus is coming to town. I guarantee they did Christmas music. They probably have done Christmas music. Do you think yeah. that's the song they'd cover? Maybe. I, hold on. Hold on. Important question. What's your favorite Christmas song? God. Carol the Bells. Okay. Christmas songs suck. Uh, He's just not going to participate. No, okay, what's cool. the, the, the 
Ah, uh, God, you guys are putting me on the spot. Uh, what's the Alicia Keys one from like five, ten years ago? That's the best one. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> Alicia Keys what? covering ZZ Tops. I wear sunglasses <laughs> at night. <laughs> covering ZZ Tops iconic Blue Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking like Christmas music. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I, as far as I can tell, that's there. There is a multitude of Alicia Keys Christmas songs. Uh, I was thinking of "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey. Yeah. I so, <laughs> oh my God, two. There's two. <laughs> One Mariah Carey has some Christmas bangers, man. Mark, what's your favorite? Uh, if you ever listen to Ho Ho Hoey, Gary Hoey's Christmas album, it's yeah, like that's not Christmas music, Mark. That's just heavy metal that happens to be of the same like. Yeah. Melody, Melody as Christmas music. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. His version of the it's, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch what, is the your, best. your favorite Christmas music is not Christmas music. What? You're, this is a weird take. That it still is Christmas Songs music. that are about Christmas are Christmas music, regardless of how you arrange them. Actually, you know what? My favorite Christmas song is Father Christmas by the Kinks. There you go. There you go. But that's not Done. Christmas music either. That's it, just it, the it, Kinks it, song. It is. That happens to be about Christmas. Yeah, that's Ooh, there's that's... also Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. That's a good song, too. I like how you guys are actually attributing to bands, and I'm just like old school Carol Bells. That song's eerie as fuck. Yeah. I like it. I like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's version of that. That's too heavy. I just No, like man. The... That's not Christmas music, because it has guitars in it. I also think that's true. Oh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Can yeah, we just end the episode, please? Yeah, it's take. over. The podcast is over. Okay, we're quitting. And with that, this has been episode Who Gives a Shit of I Don't Know. Episode who gives a shit of I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I've anything else the movie does right. I don't either. I like the muddy hand and face print. Okay, I know you do, Mark. That, that seems like it a, does right. That it's, seems it's elevated <laughs> to that level. It's so it's so weird and out there that it's creepy, and they never use it again. It's just there, and then they've cut back to it momentarily, like twenty if minutes they, later, if, again Mark, for, for no for reason. For somebody who shit. might not have seen the movie, explain what the fuck you're talking about. So there's a kid named Moss. Uh, who lives across the street from Harry, who is a bad kid because he is impure of thought. And he fucks with Moss one evening by going over to his house, dipping his hands and face in mud and like planting them on the outside of the house and then scaring Moss when he's next to the bushes by like trying to punch him or something. I don't know. It's all, it's all blocked very confusingly. <laughs> trying to punch him. It was a weird scene. I mean, there were there were these sorts of scenes in this movie, which we'll get to later. Yeah, you did. I mean, a good he job, throws Mark. a punch like directly past his Not, head, and then yeah, but it wasn't like he out. tried to. Uh, can we move on, please? Yeah, let's move on to what the movie does. In the middle, he didn't I don't try have to punch anything. the kid. He didn't try to punch the kid at all. What did he try to do? I, I I don't know. I think he tried to like make flail about, make wind noise next to the kid's make ear. wind noise. <laughs> Yeah, yours makes a lot more sense than mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right, it does. <laughs> Middle Jesus initial Christ. killing spree. I think it's cool that it's yeah. right outside of the church and like the distress seems semi-realistic because like there's four dead people. In the end, there are four dead people being snowed upon. It lingers. There's someone in serious distress, and you have people like aghast at what happened. But this, how did he kill four people? Oh my god, yeah. With so like or... that's just like considering what yeah. happened in that scene and what it led up to, like I had to end up putting it in middle because it was too much for me to you have reconcile. A toy hatchet. Oh, I had into what the movie does wrong, but I kind of agree that it is. There are redeeming qualities to it, so okay. But it's also brought on. I think the start and the end were great. The middle sucked. The start's very stupid. Oh, middle. Who's just yeah, a the fucking? Start, the starts. Is you come out of midnight mass. And you just walk up to Santa Claus and start fucking on him for no yeah, reason. Oh, no, no, that's where it goes guy. to middle. That's where it goes bad. Okay. Yeah, that part. The fuck on. So him. it goes. It goes to. It goes to bad. 
immediately. As, as soon as no. as soon as the <laughs> no, scene starts, you don't know the definition of immediately, Mark. When do you think that scene starts? Like three seconds before that, at least. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> the setting it it already it gave you it, it set it up. It set the it up. Setting. It's a set oh, piece. <laughs> it's a set piece. <laughs> Fuck! You can't have a set piece without a setting. You know, that's what I always say. You'll learn that. Woof. <laughs> was that the was that the end of your your take? I think it's weird that he stabs the guy in the eye with a toy, and the guy has no one defends themselves. Yes, movie. Mark, you're yes, I agree with you. That's why it's middle. That first one I kind of get though, right? Because he just shoves the toy into that guy's eye. I get being shocked for a few seconds. I love the effect on that too. It's like it's so yellow bad. pus. It's so bad. Well, it's interesting. I, that it's not just blood. At first, it's like a yellow pus goo ball. Did he have a really yeah, infected in your eye? eye? Like what? What is it? I don't know, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> it's eye dross, you know? Yeah, totally. And then it's like a stream of weird, shitty-looking, frosting blood. But, you know, The whatever. blood in this movie is consistently bad. That's fine. Yeah. That guy's last words were, I have superlative taste, which seems like a strange thing to just announce. Yeah, if, that, if those are my last words, I have to kick my own ass. <laughs> Your last words are going to be stupider than that. No way. <laughs> Zero Maybe chance. I will make sure. I'll go out of my way to make sure my last words are not that stupid. I will bet you. <laughs> I will fucking bet you. <laughs> so when I'm murdering you, I'll make sure. Yeah, like pause, be like, so, and I'll be like, I'll say something <laughs> epic. And you'll be like, you'll panic and go, I have superfluative tastes. <laughs> no way, man. It's going to be great. You have anything else Dust middle? Do we want to maybe put pop the kid actors in here? Because there's a lot of kid actors and they're bad. I, like I got to tell you, I fucking love the New York accent in the kids, though. It's very charming. So charming. That is pretty charming. It wasn't 100% clear to me it was like a New York accent, but I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, I mean, it's set in New York. I assume it was. It's like it's, it's like, like Long Island. Or yeah, something. I was going to say it's definitely Long Island. Seemed probable. They're like out. They're like out. They're like fucking further than the far Rockaways or whatever. They're out there. <laughs> They're deep island. Yeah. I I have one more thing I want to talk about before I fully go into what the movie does wrong, which is sort of a twofer. What the fuck tune is he talking about at the end of the movie? And part two. Mark. Yes. Who knows? This is where my wife stopped watching with me, which is really close to the end of the movie. She's like, you have to shut the fuck up because I don't know the answer to your question, Jack. So stop <laughs> asking me it. <laughs> <laughs> you just get, what tune? What tune am I supposed to be dancing to, Harry? Uh, and the second part of that is, what is this message about the Christmas spirit in this movie? Is he pro? Is he good? Is he actually ultimately judged as good? I believe that he is literally Santa Claus. Yes. Okay. Are you being sarcastic or not? No. Why else oh. would he float away? I, I did not take that as literal. Holy shit. Really? Yeah, he's literally Santa Claus. You took that as literal? Yeah. Damn, I didn't. It sh doesn't, never shows you his delusions apart that's from fine. that, if I, that's his delusion. I feel like you were in his delusion there for a second. That's weird. It doesn't I establish thought, I that. thought it was weird, too. You're <laughs> right. If it is, I mean, if it is his delusion and we're all in his head anyway, then he is still Santa Claus. Shit. But it never, like, it always You're shows you hairs. other people's versions of, like, the the, the yeah. objective correct, like. They never cut to the burning van. Right. And yeah. for the rest <laughs> of the movie, he is shown as a lunatic. Yeah. I mean, he drove his van off the bridge and he died. I think maybe it's saying that Santa Claus was just bad and we shouldn't have lionized him. I don't, I don't think And I think it. when you pair that with the conversation that they're having earlier in the police station while they're interviewing the Santas, which is also a great scene. Um. 
And the one right. guy is like, well, he's finally reinvigorating the spirit of Christmas and inspiring fear in these children. <laughs> I think that's kind of like what the what the thesis statement of this movie kind of was supposed to be. And I be good or get killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop being entitled little dickheads. Okay. Did he kill any kids? I don't think no, he killed any kids. No, the kids were he was chill. He just scares I mean, the kids. Yeah, he tried to bad. rush air past Moss. That exactly, right. but but also he definitely yeah. kills people that did nothing wrong, right? When he's going on his first at the in the midnight mass, he kills the two total fucking assholes, and then the other woman because she's standing near them. I think yeah. I thought it was three dudes, and then the woman was fine. He killed four people. One of uh, them I did believe was a female. Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> That's on her. Yeah, she's probably married to an asshole. Did you see how she was dressed? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Let's just let that leave that in the clear, please. Let's just let that lie yep. for a second. Yep. yep. What's the movie do wrong? Can we just do that now? Because holy shit, you seem raring to go, buddy. No, yeah, I just there. can't deal with what Mark was saying anymore. <laughs> that was what the holy shit was. That was what the holy shit was. This movie has tonal problems. Oh, does it, Jack? Yeah. Okay. For tell a me movie about that those is tonal very problems. dark and very focused on this one man's breakdown. There are weird scenes of levity with characters that have no reason to act the way they're acting. Prime right. is when he delivers the gifts. To the hospital, right? Yeah. He shows up, and the security <laughs> guard's, like, thumbing his gun. Like, there's yeah. a fucking maniac yeah. here. Yeah. I better go inside. That true. That aged well, actually. And get an orderly who's going to come out here and be like, oh, great, I have no reason to distrust you. You have wrapped boxes. Come on in. Yeah, in your <laughs> rape van that you've painted with your hand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I like the van. The van's good. Why, and that the, <laughs> that the, It's good horror. It's a good horror item. That the the male employee and the female employee are both like absolutely they we, we're it. super on board. You're there's, just out here screaming Christmas carols yeah, to yourself. There's not anthrax and your own semen in these gifts. Oh, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> How'd you get that? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Jake doesn't have any manifestos buried anywhere. Don't worry I about mean, it. I've been having to do some holiday wrapping. <laughs> It is Christmas time. I'm going to be very skeptical of any gifts you give me. At the oh, dude, I'm not giving you any gifts. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm okay. certainly not wrapping any. No, I'm not wrapping anything. <laughs> you get one big gift. And I don't have. Look, I don't have to put my dick in a box for you, bud. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I assume he was referencing the Lonely <laughs> Island, but well, <laughs> Jesus, yes, obviously. <laughs> Can we just move on, please? Yeah, please. The joke please. We've gone to. and died. We need to. The I'd joke like died. to dissect that yeah. non-joke stop, a little bit stop. more. Stop! It's already dead. <laughs> Uh, but there's other scenes like that, too, where it's just like, I don't understand the interactions of people and the tone of the movie is shifting. Bizarre. Maybe, hey, maybe that's actually an argument for sometimes it is showing you his delusion. Boom. Whoa. Cracked it open. There you we go. We cracked that nut wide open. Every time open. there's something red on screen, you're in his delusional oh, world. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did we read into the lore of this movie at all? I mean, I read the Wikipedia page. That's the not lore. lore. That's not lore. The is there any lore to this fucking What movie? fucking lore are you talking about? I didn't read it. Santa? <laughs> yeah, smart Santa. Did we read the lore of Santa? <laughs> Chris Kringle. <laughs> What's he done lately? I just reread A Christmas Carol to see if he ever calls him Bob Marley in there. He doesn't. You? Yeah, I figure not. <laughs> Holy fuck. So what, are you going to enlighten us on the lore of this movie? I don't know. Jake definitely didn't it read it. It was a it. question. No. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Mm. This has been improv class taught by Jeez. Jake Martin. <laughs> Should we start over? You guys want to just get a clean take? Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Internet, and welcome. <laughs> From the very beginning.
Oh my god. Um, well, I already talked about how the kid's name is Moss. That was legitimately what the movie does wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking. You're an idiot, dude. That's a, that's what it does right. Borderline. That's a neat pick of mine. So when he kills his coworker with the with, by smothering him with a bag of presents and then cutting his and throat with a star. Great yes. Christmas themed kill. There, Great the one. Way. That was that was almost an escalation to does right. That kill was good. Yeah. Here's the issue I have with that. How fucking drugged up heavy sleeper is his wife? Oh shit, she was awake too, dude. She was on some like fucking quaaludes or some that, shit. No, that's just an unhappy marriage. She woke up and was like, "Ah, eh, I'm just going to let that be." But then she started screaming bloody murder <laughs> like i don't know a minute later yeah she no, was uh, well she i do like i do like that her initial reaction is her vocal cords are paralyzed with fear and she's screaming but there's no like sound coming out that's actually like a really good touch oh that's the theory i i like that that's not how i took it i thought she was just so drugged out oh <laughs> tincture of ketamine because she slept through a lot before that of like where you i don't know yeah, she picked a very death. strange time to wake yeah, up yeah it was it was yeah because i mean they're not on a memory foam mattress this thing is like an old 1970s box spring that she's gonna get bounced right off the fucking bed in a normal situation hondo p buddy yeah uh hey boys it might be time for a long lost segment what in the fuck did okay. jack's notes mean Oh, okay. I've got a series of notes on here that I can't really quite figure out. Jack's I believe, hold on, I believe the name of the segment is Jack's Incomprehensible Note of the Oh, week. Incomprehensible, yeah. That sounds right. right. That sounds right. This is a series of, of uh, three notes. Uh, You're going to queue up the sound effect for this one, right? Sure, I'll come up with something. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be Scatman's World. <laughs> I mean, Don't be Scatman's World. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. It'll be uh, Scatman John's commercial for Don't the weird Japanese candy. Don't do anything with Scatman John. <laughs> I'm probably Continue. Gonna. Don't do it. Continue. No Scatman. Uh, so mm. I- I'm on track. I understand my notes. I say I can't keep track of these balding white men. Then my Nook's note says fabric foam isn't padding, which it, it is. So I don't really understand where I was going with that note. Fabric foam is only padding. That's all it is. It's just yeah, padding. Almost the definition of padding. That's all it is. Then the next one says you shouldn't have perverts anywhere near a carousel. Valid point. I mean, I, it's a solid, solid point. I don't know where it came from. And my next note says, good bods and girls. Which even if, assuming it's a typo, even if it said good boys and girls, I wouldn't know what that note meant either. Did you, are these digital notes or are these handwritten? Printed off. All you're off. doing is holding up. Printed you off. printed notes. off digital notes. Yes. Okay. Yep. This was on Google Hangouts. Nope. Google Docs. Whatever. I made a Google Doc. Good for you. And, and then you printed it out. I don't know what strange why I wrote any of those notes. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, and my guess is this has good. been Jack's incomprehensible set of notes for the week. Yeah, yeah, good work, buddy. I'm proud of you. Great segment. Great segment. It's a award winning segment. Not, not yet. I'm a little confused as to what the inciting incident is for this whole psychotic break because the movie sort of leads me to believe that it's him finding out that his dad was Santa all that, those years yes. ago. Yes, I mean that. He's that's, been. Dude, he's been on the down for his entire life. For 40 years? I, he's been psychologically disturbed since then. But, but that's not even an inciting incident That's not going to fuck a kid up. Like, seeing your parents have sex and then finding out that Santa isn't real are things most kids deal hold with. Hold on, hold on. But it One fucked him up. One addendum to that, though. Seeing any two people 
begin coitus the way that his two parents did would probably fuck me up. Yeah, and he, dude, he runs up to the attic, breaks a snow globe, and cuts himself with it. Like he's not handling it well. I'm not. I'm. I, but I don't know. This kid had problems regardless. This isn't. Right. This didn't cause anything. Fair. He's but a then at that point, how did he individual. make it to be forty something like middle manager? That was that was my thing Good because the inciting him. incident for when he's an adult yeah, seems really to be that first his boss says like you have to contribute your own money to the the company's Christmas gifts or whatever and then when he sees his coworker at the pub instead of being with his family that's the one that sets well, him over the and then eggs, he right? du- his coworker duped him into covering the line for him yeah 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 he just because he's pissed man he's just had it. Like how I don't know. Does there have to be anything other than that? He just had it for that's him to start killing it. people. Yeah, probably. No, not really. I mean, that's the definition of a break. Like that's when he broke. He broke. <laughs> he snapped. He finally snapped. That was there was a straw that broke the camel's back. Exactly. And not like an actual. But he's clearly log. been disturbed yeah. his whole life, or his brother wouldn't be all weird about it. His brother's probably weird about a lot of stuff too, dude. Yeah, his, maybe his brother's the disturbed one. But his, maybe we're maybe we're viewing his brother's uh, psychosis. Actually, explain that more. Go I with that know, idea. Just, yeah. Okay. So his brother is actually the crazy one, and we're viewing the world through his eyes. His brother's actually the one killing people, but he's blaming it on his younger brother who refused to believe in Santa as a child. I love it. I love it. And he blame. I'm I, Mark. I like your thing. I want to go with it, but I'm I'm moving on to a different thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As, as all good improv people do. Um, he blames his brother for telling him that Santa isn't real. Is that what I'm supposed to gather from this? No. His brother, bla- His brother. that's how his brother takes it. Oh, Christ. No one knows what the fuck he's saying at the end of the movie, man. You mean the Merry Christmas to all? It's so, all a good night? No. His older brother still believes in Santa, and he can't get his younger brother to believe in Santa because his younger brother, Harry, snuck down and saw that god-awful weird foreplay session and knew that I was Dad not was struck at, by that being as weird as you were. He's just sitting there staring, making eye contact with her uh, nethers. Bro, it's pretty eye weird. Eye contact is an important part of foreplay. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's weird. <laughs> Animals don't make eye contact, Jack. Think about it. <laughs> Mark makes love like Dwight Schrute. <laughs> it's a sign of weakness. <laughs> First person to make eye contact loses. That's what matters most in sex, just demonstrating strength. <laughs> yeah, makes it great. <laughs> okay, we're tens taking a weird turn. <laughs> Maybe we should move on to Netflix. Just blow the whistle. Blow the fucking whistle. Get help. This is what happens when you guys take over the whistle duties. Segments go too long. Uh... This is the most flaccid whistle. The moan afterwards was the worst thing I've ever heard. I I can't keep doing this. Might be the end of the show. I think this is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Made me so profoundly uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how's that? You got a little flaccid one. You got a high-strung one, buddy. Mush them together for a minute. See what happens. I hate it. Well, Mark, why do I have to be in this room with him? I hate this. I don't know. He can record from home, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jack, ass. I have a request. I have a request for you. Okay. Could you refully the first three minutes of this movie? Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Terrible. So bad. <laughs> Terrible. There's also, like, the way it's the way they cut things is 
bizarre. Like, I thought there was one of those passage of time things that they did poorly, but it really wasn't. They're sitting on the stairs, and then it's just like a split-second cut where the stairs are still in frame, but they're not there. But there's nothing you typically get with a passage of time <laughs> cut. I What happened? It was just like, bam! It's very strange. It was all bad. Everything at the start of this movie made me think it was going to be garbage. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. second note is this intro is baffling. Yep. Yep. You could say that. The intro of the the pre-story or the like intro credits. The what the pre-story, just, the, the, the like flashback is what I was referring okay. to. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, the flashback's weird, man. Totally weird. Yep. Um, here's a neat pick for you. Uh-huh. Like a safety razor. Safety razor is the only good way to shave. He's got the right setup. Yeah. Although back and then flipping it over into a nitpick. If you're this fucking obsessed with Santa for your whole life, wouldn't you try to grow a real Santa beard? Why is he gluing on a fake beard? Maybe he's not good at growing facial hair. Because it comes in hair? patchy. Yeah, he might not be good at growing facial hair. So that should break your illusion. Oh, my God, Jack. How dare you? <laughs> it's 2019. Men can be whatever they want. Yeah. Including Santa. Yeah. yeah. With patchy beards. Santa can have a patchy beard. I don't I don't see beard fullness, so I don't know. Did he have a patchy beard? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, good. Um, uh, did you guys notice that, like, literally the first thing in the movie, the plate that they put out for Santa, they put fucking Wonder Bread out for Santa. Yeah, very weird. Very strange. Well, and they also gave him, like, a wash basin to, like, clean his little fingers. <laughs> Any of you do that when you were kids? Did you give him a little hand wash station? Nope. Yeah, I did. We did what not leave out the fuck are you talking about? You didn't Santa. see that shit? No. Yeah. They had a, it is a... No, Jack, go back and watch it. They had a still, well, big I guess bowl. Voodoo, so. They had a big bowl with water in it that he just washed his fingers in, and then he dabbed him on a towel, and then he ate Wonder Bread. Man. It's a weird spread. In our house, we just left out weird things. What I, at the time, just assumed were normal things Santa likes. I've come to realize as an adult, it's just stuff my dad likes. So Santa got Twinkies and bourbon. Left out instead of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkies and bourbon's a weird combo. I don't so know. You that... know what Santa likes? Santa likes a shot of Brenneman before he heads out on the <laughs> oh, town. Christ. Uh, sometimes it was a can of sweetened condensed milk because my dad likes to drink sweetened condensed milk. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, my dad's a fucking weirdo. Huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's a psychopath. <laughs> I know. And somehow he's fucking. 60 whatever and in way better shape than me well i mean if you drink like a little bit of sweet and condensed milk it's not as bad as drinking a billion beers so well, man he doesn't not drink beer he doesn't drink a billion beers i guess a That's billion fine. is probably too many a billion is probably too real many. quick question do you think you've drunk more beer in your life than your dad has drunk beer in his life no that can't possibly be true okay no the the stories i've heard about his bachelor party are that a bunch of them piled out of the back of a f- Ford Pinto or something and just like beer cans hundreds of beer cans like came tumbling out of the passenger side like they were just filling the car that sounds irresponsible yeah well it was the 80s Mark okay (laughs) good rebuttal (laughs) Uh, if I got really into dollhouses like this guy is I wouldn't put a Ken doll anywhere near my dollhouse I'd get some cool figurines that I'd model and paint for my cool dollhouse oh why is there a Ken doll in this fancy-ass dollhouse? I don't know, man. This is some, like, Lester Freeman from The Wire-style dollhouse furniture. Okay. But then Especially a Ken doll when, in it. Especially when he makes all his own toys and shit. I'm saying, why the fuck is there just a Ken doll in it? They're harder to make. It's a harder mold to, to, to cast. Speaking of casting molds, the fucking oh. pewter molds in this are way too goddamn clean all the time for having just come out of the 
yep. forge or whatever you call it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hundo P again. Uh, I had a quick nitpick with his ability to run. He runs like a fucking lunatic would run, which I guess makes sense because he's, he's a lunatic. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, the 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 scene where he runs over to Moss's house trying to be all stealthy is one of the strangest ways I've ever seen a human move. <laughs> Mark, um, go back and watch it, dude. It is weird. It's like the episode of Friends when Phoebe's running. Mark, have you seen the first few cuts of our early parkour videos? Because that's some bad running by all of us. No, uh, get the fuck out of here. We should put that running. out there. We should. We should. Re up our YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm good at running. Get the, the anomaly. Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's still there, man. Yeah, it's still out there. Listeners, if you're very clever, you can probably find our parkour video from a long time ago. All three of them. <laughs> All three of them. This movie has more scenes of glass shattering than any other movie I think I've ever seen, and I don't know why. There are eight different scenes of glass shattering, at least. It's a metaphor. And to no effect. It's What's a the metaphor? Bra- a break. It's Christmas spirit. It's a metaphor for Christmas. Your brain can only break once. He no, goes on one break. No, no, no. It's just like constantly breaking in. It's the shattering of the illusion of happiness that you get when you no longer believe in Santa. Every time their glass shakes is when we're seeing the world through his eyes. Glass oh, shakes. shit. My God, no. no. These fan theories are <laughs> off the hook, dude. I'm good at fan theories. Uh, we kind of talked about this one, but those assholes just start messing with Santa for no goddamn reason. Like they, they went to midnight mass, they come out of midnight mass, and then they see a Santa. They're just like, "What a fucking asshole! Let's fuck on this guy for no reason." Yeah, it's a weird thing to do immediately after coming out of like a mass that is inevitably going to be "Be kind to your neighbors and joy to the world." They walk out and they're like, "Look at this fucking guy." <laughs> Dressed as Santa. The, fuck you. But at the same time, it's like organized religion, so fuck them. I mean, definitely fuck them. <laughs> like, but not, it's, it's still not, a weird maneuver. It's a weird taste. They have superlative taste. Thank you. Very, very Yeah, who, who, what, what, what denomination was this, and why did it segregate itself among people that had superlative taste and those that did not? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, the, the church s- itself looks Catholic to me. Your so Santa robes are not good enough for my church steps, sir. <laughs> He was he wasn't even on the steps, he was on the sidewalk. Yeah. He's just a well, Santa standing on the sidewalk on fucking actually Christmas Day. This, uh, this was a midnight yeah, mass. Exactly. In the early morning hours of Christmas Day, and you're gonna fuck on the guy. Well, what the fuck was the party he went to? Where His the little kids party. were just like up wearing tuxes and dancing well past midnight. Uh a fucking banger, man. Yeah, it was a banger. No, there are kids there. Couldn't be that much of a banger. Um, well, I mean there was for every kid there was at least one kilo of coke, so Think about that. Sounds horrible. That sounds like a the 80s. fucking nightmare. It's the 80s. This is dead air. Do you have anything else? I talked about this before, but I do not like in the scene where he's hitting them with the hatchet. The score is not a literal car alarm, but it just sounds like a car alarm, and it goes on for so long. It's kind of like what they're doing from, from Psycho with the... It's just not like yeah, sound except happening. it's effective in Psycho, and in this it's irritating and way too long well i mean this that is a good example of like not being able to recreate that influence not how just... the fuck did this movie cost eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars to yeah. make yeah you look yeah so i was right about no, they spent 000. a lot on pewter figurines eight hundred fifty thousand dollars that van must have been real expensive huh that is wild they blew it all on the van so they couldn't fucking cover the hill in actual something that looked like snow at <laughs> the end my they, next they fucking had to... one 
What? The snow it, it is a, a white blanket. tarp. Yeah. It's a white fucking tarp. <laughs> the dude breaks the entire hill when he slides down, and his brother breaks the whole hill. Everything falls apart. Boxes. Yeah, everything <laughs> falls apart. That was so jarringly bad after a movie with mostly, like, not, it, stuff didn't really matter as much. But then that is just so preposterously terrible. <laughs> Meanwhile, that dude's flying into space in his rape wagon. In like a, <laughs> what the hell? In a miniature on clearly visible wires so with bad. the wheels spinning. So I bad. I think they had to, no, I think they refilmed that scene, like, multiple times with an actual van, which is probably why the the, the budget was so high. Maybe Mark, maybe. maybe they got a flying van, and they had to see the sh- <laughs> they had to shoot the scene of it flying off the bridge. I am four so or five times. fascinated as to what cost eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars about this movie. You should. Be, this is one that you should be like, oh damn, this is one of those things they made it for five grand. They shot Epic. it over five days. Eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't. Are we positive this wasn't some type of money money laundering scheme? No, that's I'm also interesting. Not positive it's like the room. This is real because this is you. This is Wikipedia. What's the? I'm looking at the reference here. Regional horror films, 1958 through 1990, a state-by-state guide with interviews. North Carolina McFarland. That it sounds has like an a ISBN, fascinating book. It has an ISBN number, so that sounds like a fascinating book. Well, you can't write books without f- true facts in them. Yeah, that's the real deal. <laughs> Everything I read in a book's real. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, we have to go to ratings. Gotta go to ratings, guys. We overdated see horror. Use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Arnie would rate the likelihood that it's a tumor. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. And for 10, think about Harlan Pepper would rate how crazy naming nuts makes his mom. I used to be able to name every nut that there was. And that used to drive my mother crazy because she used to say, Harlan Pepper, if you don't stop naming nuts... And the joke was, of course, that we lived in Pine Nut. And I think that's what put it in my head at that, at that point. So I'd go to sleep. She'd hear me in the other room, and she would just start yelling. I'd say, peanut, hazelnut, cashew nut, macadamia nut. That was the one that was sent her <laughs> into a, going crazy. She said, you stop naming nuts. Stories, first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick, your story rating. I gave it a six. Too high. Not really. Okay. It's, a, it's a simple story, but I think it's effective. I mean, it's a holiday set, which I think is actually important in this movie, movie about a man losing his mind and going postal on I people that are around him. Don't think the holiday matters. I do, in the sense that it's what you take away from this Rebellion. film. <laughs> I Like, there, this this movie would mean... But also, mean, it does matter. This movie would mean nothing <laughs> if it wasn't for his weird infatuation with Santa. Like, that's what makes it uncomfortable, is his, like, his holiday... There'd be no reason for that. him to be around kids if not for Well, that. there's a lot of things that wouldn't work about this movie if it wasn't for the holiday aspect, is I guess what I'm saying. But what it's simple, but effective... And that is interesting to me. So I think it's above average in that regard, but only just. Fair. Okay. Mark? Uh, You're not going to like this, Jack. I also gave it a six. It's too Too high. high. (laughs) It's too high. (laughs) That was a great impression that you just did a Jack there, Jake. Thanks, bud. (laughs) Um, 
I don't really have much to add here. I like the slow burn. I, I think the reason I'm high on it on story is because I was expecting this Six. to be something campy and dumb, and then it ended up being actually relatively serious, and the like difference between those two things for me rang as a more interesting story than yeah. I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, interesting. I gave it a four. The things I like most about this movie... Too low. Do n- were you doing an impression of Mark or me again? I don't know. <laughs> or of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Uh, Too low. I, I don't think there's anything interesting in the story here. I think that it is set it's jammed into Christmas just because they wanted him in a Santa suit, but like nothing about his backstory requires him to be he didn't have an inciting incident on Christmas. This yes, was he all, did! No! This was a psychotic kid. And then they just showed you a scene of Christmas. This kid slid his hand open every third day when he saw his parents do <laughs> he something. Became, he became obsessed with Christmas because of the hanky-panky. <laughs> because he had a very weird definition of what cunnilingus was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I gave it a four. I don't think the story was anything to write home about here. It doesn't. It's not, like, terrible, but it's not, it's not strong. Hmm. So it's below average. Let's connect us into world-building and immersion. Jake. This is kind of where I put what Mark was just saying about my expectation and what I got with how it took itself more seriously. I gave this a four, and what I actually ended up doing was I took what I would have given it, and then I gave it an extra half point because <laughs> peek behind the curtain here, guys. We all watched this on, what was it, Tubi? Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, Tubi. Yeah, we Tubi. Had, voodoo. So we Voodoo. Voodoo. This one was Voodoo. So there, it had breaks for ads three and like ads, the same two ads uh, and like time. christmas ads which was weird oh i got di- totally different ads i had a <laughs> chili's ad and a shampoo ad every single time bizarre oh, i had the hershey's kisses carol of the bells oh thing. yeah a lot of at that at least you got the carol of the bells dude i would have loved that that would my, my immersion would have been higher and in any case like it's it's not <laughs> so your mileage may vary listener. it's not a terribly immersive film uh because as you just listened to for the duration of this podcast it has its its issues there uh but I had to give it like a little bit of a tilt because we were watching on a very unimmersive platform. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Mark? I gave it a five, uh, which I guess is a little bit high. I, as weird as this movie was, I did enjoy watching it. Um, and Maggart's performance, uh, I think, really ties the whole thing together. Like, even when there were there was weird things happening, like you'd just cut back to him and he'd provide some monologue or soliloquy or whatever the fuck it would be. And it would like bring me right back in. So yeah. ultimately, kind of difficult to watch, but there are parts of it that are like absolutely captivating in a very weird and unexpected way. Okay. I'm more on Mark's side. I give it a five as well. This, I mean, I think the the parts that you guys gave to story, I also potted in here to give them credit for, like the slow burn nature of it, the lingering shots on him, the facial acting, all that stuff. It's it's pretty immersive. Then things rip you right the fuck out. I also do kind of like this like small town that they built, right? The small New York town and when at the end of the mobs, like he ain't leaving this town is it's kind of I like yeah. this like little town he's in with the hospital. I forgot the about the toy fucking factory. Angry the angry mob, mob with the weird interlude. little torches. Very yeah, the foley on the that dude was the also switch bad. Blade. We never even brought up the dude with the switch. Yeah, <laughs> the when they lit the torches, there was no the foley was like consistently loud regardless of how far they were from the action on screen. It was also like one guy shouting about how he ain't leaving, and it then a whole action looped. sequence of a mob created. It looped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like People are just, oh, we're lighting torches? Yeah, okay, cool. Let's light our torches. Yeah, exactly. He lit a flare off or something. But yeah. in any case, I give it a five. Uh, it's going to take signal. us into Scare Factor, Jake. Three and a half. Uh, there are some disturbing moments here, but uh, ultimately this isn't going to scare you too much. I mean, it's a dude. He kills some people. He's Santa. Whatever. Yep. Mark. I gave it a two. Yeah, it's not okay. scary. 
Yeah, we're circling the, the, the wagons here. I gave it a three. I mean, this okay. is a movie. It's always hard for movies that are about when you're watching someone go through this kind of break to be that particularly scary because, like, you, I, I don't you don't put yourself in those shoes, but but you can't put yourself in the shoes of the secondary characters. Yes. So it's always yeah. like hard for those to be particularly scary. This one isn't. There yeah. is some and the scenes of oh, go ahead, the Mark. scenes of violence are so dumb. It's very they're very bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, know. they're thematic. The dude gets his throat cut with the Christmas star. But that also, part was cool. It, it was cool, but it was it was fucking dumb. I'll take it like, like one not scary, one halfway well timed shove to end this guy's rampage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All he's got to do is slip on some ice. Yeah, it's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Jake, what's your Ooh. effects or judicious lack thereof? Story? I had a hard time with this one because I liked the score, but there were also moments from an audio perspective, many of them that were woeful. And visually, I docked it a full point just because of the last scene and what we saw on the hill. <laughs> the model with the clearly visible. <laughs> the so I did some math, and what I ended up with was a three, which feels a little low, but I, I just that's where I am. Well, then at some point you got to factor in an $850,000 budget. That, yeah, that's <laughs> flabbergasting. <laughs> in 1980. Yeah. How <laughs> the hell? I, I, I'm still going to give it a three. I'm not going to penalize it more. <laughs> Mark. I also gave it a three. I did not go about it as scientifically as Jake. There's not a whole lot here. When you're just looking at the effects, there's not a whole lot here that's redeeming. I do like the score, but that's it. Yeah, uh, I gave it a three as well. I also talked about this a little bit earlier, but they don't even pay attention to when he has blood on his face and when he doesn't. Like when he's in his brother's doorway. Oh. On the one scene, you look at him and there's blood on his face when he's talking. But then from his brother's perspective, you see his face again. No blood on it at all. Yeah, you know what, though? Like I did... I didn't mention this during the podcast, but generally speaking, he do, I do like what they do with his face as the movie wears on. Yeah, like he becomes more and ashen. And, and yeah. yeah, like yeah. that was actually a nice touch. And I'm not really sure what they did. Probably not a whole lot, just to make up, but still. Yeah. Just they just made him wear his costume over the course of the last four days of filming. Yeah, yeah and they didn't, without let, taking and it didn't let this actor they sleep. They didn't let him sleep and he could only eat Yako's hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll add before we move on that I actually do like the the toys as props. They're pretty cool. Like the assembly line set is is kind of a nice. Sure. Not very realistic, but it's like a cold enough like capitalism meets Christmas take that I guess it fits the theme of the movie. That's where the budget went. They had to rent out an actual industrial <laughs> workshop <laughs> yeah. and all that's those a, toys. That's, that's a real line. That's a real assembly line. That's how it works. Actually, that donation scene was a real donation, and that was like $300,000 worth of toys, so that's how they got their budget up. <laughs> that's going to said overall, Jake. Five and a half. Uh, this was a more interesting movie than I thought it was going to be. It was more serious than I thought it was going to be. I can totally see why it's a cult classic. I don't know that it's one that I will watch. I, I know that it's one that I won't watch every year. Uh, but it's I'm happy to have seen it. I'll put it that way. Sure. Mark? I gave it a four and a half, a little bit lower. I think that usually this is where I put the cult classics. The, the reason they're cult classics is because they have significant flaws, but they do interesting things. Yeah. In this case... It does interesting things, but there are some pretty <laughs> massive flaws. On, on balance, this is a hard movie to recommend to an average watcher. And I don't know, it's sort of enjoyable. Like Jake said, I'm happy I watched it, but I'm not sure it's going to come up all that yeah. soon. We've been circling the wagons all episode. I gave it a four. I think I'm, so I'm the lowest, but uh, it's it's just it's How not particularly good, but it is really interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, baffling that it has the budget that it has, but I don't really have anything else to add. So, which is going to lead us into thumbs up, thumbs down. Jake, what's what are you giving it here? It's a thumbs up for me. This is surprising enough, and it's interesting enough that if you haven't seen it, I think you should. There aren't a there aren't a billion horror Christmas or holiday themed movies out there, so you might as well take the leap on this one. I mean, at this point in the episode, you better have fucking seen it or you're going to know exactly what happens. Not that it really matters. No, this one's more about the performance than the story. I, I, I think this one's worth watching, even though it's not a very good movie. Yeah. Mark? Uh, that's a tough one for me. I think I'd, this is a tentative thumbs up for a very specific set of circumstances. But if you're going to ask me just on average what I'm going to tell Joe Blow asking me for a, for a recommend, it's probably going to be a thumbs down. Then this is a very weird one, too, because this is the first time I'm breaking the format I traditionally oh, go with. Oh, you're, you're learning. It's just the way it should work. Yeah, I've given it a thumbs up. This is yeah. a movie that I can tell people that they should watch. It's very interesting, even if it's not particularly great. It's doing a lot of stuff that's worth watching, so I think it's going to be a thumbs up from me. Yeah. Which means we need to get wow. the fuck out of here. What episode is this? 164. Yeah, let's do it. This has been episode 164 now of the A to Z To Check out everything we have going on. Head over to A to Z com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of those are right down there in the description below. Links, that is. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, we appreciate that. And you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We have a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Right now, if that's not something that you can swing, that's cool, too. We're just happy you're here hanging out with us, and we're going to keep creating the same content regardless of whether or not you're a paying member. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, actually, it's the holidays. You're going to be hearing one of our favorite holiday-themed podcasts next week. It's a repack, but it's a good one, so you're going to want to tune in. We haven't done a repack in a while. Yeah, we're just telling you right now, prepare. And then we're doing our omnibus, so get excited. (laughs) Year-end awards, we're going to be saucy. We have a lot of plans to do a lot of things. Block out out a good three hours on your schedule. We're trying to (laughs) tighten it up, so three hours seems right. Find a time we need to remodel your entire bathroom. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Tip the tail. We'll be there with you. And then as soon as that's over, if you're not into all the special episode-type deals, we're going to be getting right back into it in the new year. Our draft of upcoming movies will happen at the end of the omnibus, so at our most saucy. We might even remember what we picked. I'm sure (laughs) the future movies will be just incredible picks. So get excited. And uh, I don't know. I mean, next week's a repack, so I guess, like, <laughs> can just I, get can ready. Can I make a prediction? Can What's I make that? a quick prediction? Uh, January 6th, we'll be back in your cast with, or we'll be back in your feed with Con Air. That's a bad prediction. Homeward bound. Okay. <laughs> Milo notice. Brink two. I promise that won't happen. Until next time, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. So. There's not anthrax and your own semen in these gifts. Oh. <laughs>